Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. We are coming to you from Austin, Texas, from the Restaurant Transformation Festival. Thank you to Restaurant 365 for getting business leaders from all over the United States to come to this two days of programming, sold out event, um, and introducing me to really cool people and really cool families that are doing great things. Uh, Bob, FNP. Indeed. FNP brands. Indeed. Food and people. Keep it simple. That's what we love to do. Let's talk about food and people. Tell us, uh, tell the audience who you are. Um, tell us the size and scope of F&P brands. Yeah, I appreciate it, Sean. Thanks for having me. Uh, wanted to keep it simple. You know, core competencies, what we love to do, food and people. So uh, currently we operate um, with three different franchises. Uh, uh, two of them rolled in one, but uh, we work with Focus Brands on the Schlotsky side and Cinnabon. And then uh, we work with American Dairy Queen on uh, Texas Texas Dairy Queen here locally. How many stores? Currently, uh, we operate 38 units. 38 units. Yes, How sir. many people? Right at about a uh, little under 1,000. So, <laughs> a little under 1,000 people. Hey, that, that's, that's why it's in that's, our name. That is, a, <laughs> that is a significant scale and scope when you talk about food and people. Um, how did it start? Yeah, it's actually a great story. Uh, so one, I mean, I speak about them like people, uh, but I'm blessed to have them as parents. But mom and dad started in the, in the restaurant, 15 years old, 16 years old. Uh, dad uh, in the back of house, uh, mom in the front of the house. I think she was uh, awarded the youngest manager in the system at the time. Uh, and uh, they um, had some good mentors, good friends, and they kind of just started there and sure enough, stumbled upon owning their first unit in their early 20s. When was that? Um, that was 1986, I believe. Okay. Which yeah. which uh, franchise? Uh, Dairy Queen. And Dairy it was Queen. down in the Rio Grande Valley, far Texas. Okay. So they uh, uh, put a lot of hard work into it, uh, a lot of vision. Uh, but really, they just uh, kind of funny, full circle, but they just loved food and people, man. So yeah. they uh, uh, rocked with it. And sure enough, they scaled a little bit and didn't how probably did they get, didn't how did they get from one to two yeah so um i think it kind of happened naturally but um they they their mentor um and some mentors were multi-unit operators mm -hmm. and um i don't think they ever thought they'd be you know they didn't really have a set vision they just they didn't think they'd have a thousand right. people <laughs> no no <laughs> be responsible no. for their livelihoods no not at all and serving but, uh, hundreds of thousands if not millions of people with your food uh yeah it, it you know the numbers the numbers game is crazy but it definitely gets there it yeah, definitely gets there when you've been serving food since yep. 1986 yeah we talk about that a lot with our staff and then you know as many touch points as we have you experience a lot of things yeah uh but uh yeah man they they get started and then they get rolling and fast forward um you know, over 35 years now. And they're actually, um, well, they're in advisory roles, but they're out of the business and uh, second generation and, and we're off and running. So who's the second generation? Uh, that would be me. And that who would else? Be me. And uh, my lovely sisters? sister, uh, Lenzda, she's here as well. Uh, okay. My brother-in-law, he just joined this year officially. Uh, he's part of the uh, Schlosky's brand, uh, but he also, we all have active roles in the company. I think it's important to differentiate the two. Uh, we're part of ownership, but we also are employed by the company and um, have active roles, mine being chief development officer. Um, but uh, yeah, us, us three, along with our amazing team, we uh, try to just, you know, have some fun, work hard and watch each other's back. I talked to an incredible family out of South Florida uh, yesterday, five, uh, five restaurants, but they were talking about passing the torch 
Can you bring yeah. us to the point where your parents decided that they <laughs> wanted to take a less active role? Hey, l- let me let me start by telling you I got fired a couple of times. <laughs> let's <laughs> start. Me, let's start, start there. there. Uh, How yeah. many times did you get fired? Um, uh, officially, I think it was once. Officially, but, once. Uh, it probably could have been more than once. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I is kind of a funny story, man. But I, I love looking back, and it, it's really made me who I am today. Uh, I um, uh, started as a franchisee very young. You know, I helped my I helped my father with a, some due diligence on a summer, um, on a potential acquisition, and nothing came came together for him. But I got left with all this experience and kind of this excitement from we're gonna buy some restaurants, we're gonna buy some restaurants, yeah. and. So um, I was attending Trinity University in San Antonio, um, the finance major, and then said, you know what, I'm, I think I'm ready for this. And I quickly found out I wasn't ready. <laughs> in National Restaurant Association show, Kyle and Sarah and myself, we were at the Davo sales tax booth and we were polling restaurant owners on the floor. This was a very unscientific poll, but the results are resounding. Restaurant owners do not like sales tax. Nobody likes sales tax. Doesn't matter what business owner you are, small business, big business. Davo automates the sales tax process. We are so grateful that Davo is the sponsor of this show. They automate sales tax at our Cali barbecue restaurants. It is $50 a month. It integrates with all the major point of sale partners, including Toast. So if you want to sleep at night, if you want to not worry about sales tax, Go to Davo, check them out, Davo Sales Tax. Uh, let us know how they're helping automate your sales tax in your restaurant so that we can share your Davo story on digital hospitality. <laughs> but I jumped are in, you, man. I you, jumped in. Are you telling me what they teach you in school is different than the real life? Uh, yeah, I would say experience is a little <laughs> bit different, but uh, great school, but yeah, very humbling experience. So I uh, I get into the business, uh, stumble you know, uh, a few times, and then... Uh, uh, kind of make a decision of, hey, maybe I need a little bit more experience. So I go and work for different restaurateurs, worked for Chick-fil-A, Papa Doe, different uh, private companies, was in the bar business for a little bit, and then came back in my early 20s. And uh, uh, so funny story, my first first responsibility, even though I had ownership and was a franchisee at the time, but I, I really respected my folks. And uh, uh Dad says, okay, well, I, I need ovens delivered to all the restaurants. So get a U-Haul and figure it out. So I'm there going, all right, I was a franchisee a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to kind of swallow my pride. But, man, I'm I'm super thankful for it. And did so, you deliver the ovens or did you I get did. fired for not delivering? Yeah. How no, did you I get got, fired? I got, well, that was right before I ventured off. Okay, yeah. right before you got ventured. Yeah, it was, was almost it kind of a – your dad? It was my dad. I mean, we yeah. just – such different styles and, and – I think I, I even played a role in probably firing myself. I just quickly realized, you know, I got a little ahead of myself. You think you know things, but you 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 really have to. Uh, you have to have a. This industry is tough. You have to have a very deep understanding of what you're dealing with, and um, it's a very simple, humbling, you know, um, process. But it's uh, it's still it's it's a lot of hard work. Yeah, I and mean, it's hard work, man. So you got to put yourself in your team shoes and. Um, in your customer shoes and and I'm just really thankful for going through that process and yeah now fast forward uh, 12 years or so we're uh, rocking and rolling when you look at the how, how do you look at becoming a franchisee as far as the brands go like where did you sure. decide you said the first was Dairy Queen then you mm-hmm. branched out to Schlotzky's or yeah I um similar to my parents I'd say that you know that's all we knew at the time yeah I mean, we just we had an opportunity um they had an opportunity and um, my sister did a few 
few other things prior to coming into the business, but uh, I was always fascinated by food. I was always in the kitchen, um, love numbers, love working with my dad, and uh, uh, quickly started to learn about the business, but about Dairy Queen, mm-hmm. learned about restaurants, learned about fast food uh, or quick service restaurant. Didn't really know a lot about the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, I started to realize, okay, there's there's a lot behind this, you know, and there's a lot more to learn. And so that's when the conferences started. Um, I've attended several, similar to the one we're here, you yeah. know, uh, where we're here today. And uh, it's great, man. You meet some great people. You learn that there's some great operators out there with vision. Uh, they have a deep understanding of the industry, about product, about marketing, about technology, data, you know, talking a lot about that today. Um, and yesterday. And so, uh, at that time, you know, probably five, six years ago, we set out to, uh, start diversifying a little bit, mm-hmm. start operating at a different pace, introduce a lot of technology, uh, move to a data driven company, um, and start making decisions a little differently. And, uh, then the rebranding came in food and people, um, we kind of complicated the heck out of it and then said, what are we doing, man? We love food and people. Let's just leave yeah. it at that. So really, uh, yeah. Tell so us about the a, rebrand. What was the original name? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. My, my, my dad's middle name is Lee, Robert Lee. And, uh, my mom's is Lynn. So it was Lynn Lee. And so Lynn everybody Lee. would call us and be like, yeah, well, I want to talk to Mr. <laughs> Lee. I want to talk to Mrs. Lee. And we're like, well, there's no, there's no Mr. Miss Lee here, yeah. but, uh, uh so they had to deal with that literally man true story they had to deal with that for for years uh and uh it's <laughs> it, it was that's so funny it's, they literally called Lee's it. restaurant like, yeah exactly kind of technically but <laughs> not really right not really you and definitely so, don't know us <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so then uh we talk about it as a family i mean it was a big decision slightly emotional for me more so than my parents my parents were you know, Whatever. empowering and rolling yeah. with it and saying, Hey, this is what it takes to, you know, kind of evolve. Um, emotional for me because that's what I heard, you know, growing up my whole, yeah. my whole life, Lynn Lee. Um, but, uh, Lynn Lee, um, is still an entity and, and operates as Dairy Queens, but the management company or all of our overhead, we placed into F and P brands. And that's where a lot of the strategy came in, a lot of the de- development evolving. Um, and, uh, that's how we get from, I guess the time we started, maybe 20 units to the uh, 40 odd units that we're operating today. And we're plus or minus, we've closed and opened some. Uh, just uh, really proud of our team where we're at today. Uh, proud of all the folks we've invested in here this week. Uh, How many? To bring them. Uh, we're a total of uh, seven. We were supposed That's to be amazing. Eight, but good yeah, for you. Seven of us here today. Good so. for you. Yeah, man, I think it's important that they uh, they hear it straight from the source. Yep. Um, they're They're professionals in their own right. Um, and, um, they have very incredible talents and mm-hmm. I'd be kidding myself if I thought I could do it all, you know? And so it takes a team effort. So accounting teams here, uh, we have accounts payable. We have our senior accountant. We have our office manager that plays an integral role in administration. Um, our treasury management uh, managers here as well. Um, my brother-in-law, which is legal and real estate and my sister in HR. And we're just trying to learn all we can about R365 and try to maximize the tool been on it a couple of years and what made you well. switch over i think uh it originally started with well we rewind a couple of years before that decision uh it was all about hey how do we get onto a collaborative platform mm-hmm. right how, how do we take what we're doing and be able to do it from anywhere because yep. we've got to be in our restaurants right mm-hmm. you know, we've got to be traveling we've got to be looking at sites we've got to be looking at locations but I got to also see what's going on. Yeah. And so we moved from 
your kind of traditional operating systems to cloud-based, pretty much everything. Um, collaborative, uh, we're, we're big on the G, G Suite or the Google business. Um, and so that kind of started, uh, we actually, we actually um, befriended and hired, uh, but befriended a, a good mentor of mine uh, that worked uh, in Google and and reported directly to Larry Page. Uh, really, yeah, as neat neat individual. Really tragic. Unfortunately, he passed um, in a um, really um, tough tough deal where he was uh, giving back kind of his community service and teaching an individual how to fly, but they didn't make it in a little oh. little prop plane. But uh, his story is amazing, and it uh, resonates with our team. Management styles are very different. Uh, he was a, a German individual, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we're a bunch of Hispanics, and there's nothing wrong with either. But uh, <laughs> there's some clash there. For but sure. uh, yeah, man. So we we learn a bunch um, and uh, about technology and about how we should operate differently. And then we fast forward and go, okay, well, the heart of this is you know our our financial reporting and our accounting system, and we need to we need to try to jump it up here. So tried a different, a couple different cloud-based solutions and it just was too many transactions. We, uh, currently, um, you know, uh, we have a few different entities. Our structure's a little bit different, um, real estate's involved. Mm-hmm. And so we need something that was a little bit more robust and, uh, two years down the road, we're figuring out it's really robust. Yeah. So, uh, we're here trying to learn more. How does Hispanic culture play a role in the people part of the business? Everyone, uh, Avi Gorin, CEO and co-founder of Marquee. And I want to talk about the customer journey for a second. You never know as a restaurant owner where your guests are truly coming from. End of the day, we do see some patterns around two types of search behaviors, direct versus discovery. Direct search, for an example, would be jumping into Google and saying Cali barbecue hours, right? I know where I want to go to eat, but I'm missing a key detail. I need a little bit more information. Discovery, which is the bulk of searches, is barbecue in San Diego, restaurants near me, takeout near me, right? One of the best ways to be found for more discovery searches is leveraging keywords. Reviews are basically free content for you to leverage. Think about keywords that are relevant to your brand, your location, and include as many of those in your review responses as possible, right? How can you go about doing this? Let's set up reports, utilize tools like Google Trends, find out what's going on in your area and how you can help leverage these keywords and review responses because someone else is doing that, right? If you need some examples, you could do anything from including summer menu, gluten-free menu, leverage specific menu items like the dreaded and beloved spice pumpkin anything in your review responses right let them know what's coming let your reviewers know something they should come back and try and of course if all of this just seems overwhelming and daunting because you're already running a a, a restaurant and have enough on your plate just leverage the team at marquee to do this for you we handle all of this we're experts in this space we can automate this so it's just another item that you know you are taking care of Again, that's marquee.com, M-A-R-Q-I-I, M-A-R-Q-I-I.com. No you. However, we did recently buy M-A-R-Q-U-I-I.com. So if you do misspell it, we got you. You'll still find us. We can still help you. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm immensely proud uh, about where we're from. Uh, but more than that, I'm, I'm very proud about... Um, our team and how many different people we serve and how many, um, 
individuals come to our restaurants yeah. and just being able to share our culture with anybody that comes to our restaurant, I think is um, kind of what gives us a little bit of purpose. And so even though we operate franchises, um, you know, uh, down in the Rio Grande Valley, which is primarily our market, but uh, we span across Texas at the moment. Um, I think that just that, um, that, uh, you know, the cultural differences and coming together and getting around a you know, it's kind of interesting. I, I talk about this a lot, but what food does and what food helps us do, which is get around the table and yep. just have a good time. I think that's really amazing. And so it brings people together and it kind of creates that little magic. And so um, Hispanic or not, wherever you're from, I mean, if we're having a uh, darn good burger or, you know, a chicken basket, blizzards, uh, sandwich, slotsky, sourdough, fresh bread. I mean, we're all going to be sitting around chatting and yeah. having a good time. So I think that's pretty important. That's awesome. Uh, what do you see for the future of FMP? Uh, yeah, Sean, thanks for asking. Um, it's um, first and foremost, I, I believe um, happy people are productive people. Yeah. So I hope that uh, I see um, a happy team. I yeah. think that's really important. I think our team needs to feel um, feel uh, empowered and happy. And I think that'll lead to good decisions. But uh, when it comes to pen and paper, yeah, some things have to be kind of black and white. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're looking at a few acquisitions right now. Uh, we just opened um, two new restaurants this month, uh, or this past month, it's August 1st today. But uh, um, so a couple new builds, a couple acquisitions, and uh, hopefully, you know, uh, successful next 30 years. If someone's listening to this, and they're thinking about getting into the franchise business, uh, what advice would you give to them as far as selecting who, what brand they want, they, they want to go with specifically franchising? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't mean to be too cliche, but it comes back to, you know, F and P food and people, you got to love the product. Yeah. And then you got to realize that this is, there's, there's a partnership here. I mean, your franchisor and yourself are partners and, yeah. uh, it's, it's integral, um, that that partnership flourishes. And if not, you're gonna find yourself kind of struggling on both ends. And so they're, you know, they're seeking out good operators and people that are um, in it for the right reasons. And we're also seeking franchisors that, that have a plan. Um, yeah. And so I would say, make sure you really enjoy the product mm -hmm. and get behind it. And then um, make sure you like or love the people that you're working with. That's awesome. Uh, how can people follow you specifically? Are you on LinkedIn? You post anything? Uh, I'm sure you TikTok? can find me. What are you yeah, on? Uh, <laughs> I hope we're on everything. I got to talk to our marketing <laughs> team. Yeah, we should we should be on a few things, you but be uh, on a bunch of those. Things. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, um, uh, I'm on social media. I, I don't push it personally, but uh, we have um, uh, you know a Facebook page down the Rio Grande Valley. Um, um, it's uh, DQRGV, uh, but uh, that's our primary social. Mm -hmm. But really, you can find us at fmprands.com, um, and uh, hopefully in one of our restaurants. Yeah, yeah, man, we, we'd love to love to serve anybody that comes in, and uh, it's uh, it's a pleasure to be here and continue uh, trying to deliver something that gives us purpose, man. And that's so awesome. we uh, say it every day, but we're here to create smiles and. Uh, um, I hope that we can do that. And, and next time you see us, we're creating a smile on your face. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. Giving you a blizzard or you know, turning that upside down blizzard. That's I'll always cool. To it. We'll yeah, make man. some videos down there. 
That'd be that'd be great, Sean. Got Appreciate deal. it. Um, every single week, Wednesday, Friday, on the social audio app Clubhouse, it's a chance for you, the listener, you, the person that's watching this video, uh, to come on stage, uh, tell us your story, tell us about your restaurant. If you're a content creator, if you're in sales, if you're in marketing, uh, everyone's in digital hospitality. So it's a welcome community. We have leaders from all over the globe that come on stage Wednesday, Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. That's on LinkedIn. That's on TikTok. That's on Instagram, Threads, X, all the platforms. I'm weirdly available, uh, but we care about you and your story, and uh, we're here to help. We appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time. Hey, thanks, Sean. Glad to be here. Glad to be speaking with you. Awesome.